Hello, everyone. Welcome to Preach the Word podcast. My name is Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was brought to us by Pastor Shad McDonald on February 26th of 2023. The scripture reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 5, beginning in verse 18. The sermon is titled, A Lame Man's Last Let Down. If you would like to stay up to date with the most recent episodes of the podcast, please subscribe. You can also share this episode with friends and with family by tapping the share button. Listen as Pastor McDonald shares with us about a lame man's last letdown. Thank you for listening. Luke chapter 5, and let's start at verse number 18. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts, whether is easier to say thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say rise up and walk? but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that whereon he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Notice verse 19. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down. Notice those words, and let him down. Today I'd like to preach a message entitled, A Lame Man's Last Let Down. You ever been disappointed? You ever had your hopes all built up? And it didn't work out the way you thought, or the way you hoped? Have you ever really got built up in your mind and said, You know what, this is really going to work this time, only to be disappointed Again, I think this is where this man was. Wonder how many physicians he had sought. Wonder how many doctors he had went to. Wonder how many people had perhaps said, go here or go there and you can find help for your situation. 
You can do this or do that, and you can find a remedy for your ill, a cure for your malady, hope for your woe. But uh, over and over, he's let down until these men bring him to where Jesus is, and they let him down. And they let him down in the presence of Jesus. And how many of you will agree with me, Jesus has never let anybody down. I've had people let me down. I've had people that I trusted in. They disappointed me. I had a good person give me some advice one time. And I, I refused their advice to my regret and embarrassment to this day. I had somebody give me some good advice. And I didn't heed that advice because I said that person would never let me down. But I'm disappointed to say they let me down. But Jesus has never let me down. When I come to him lost, helpless and hopeless, and I needed a savior, he didn't let me down. <laughs> Hallelujah. Here's a man that had been let down many times, but on this day when he comes through the roof and he's in the presence of our savior, Jesus did not let him down. He had palsy. <clears throat> he had palsy. If you look at that word, it's literally to loosen. It's found in Hebrews 12, 12. The word there is feeble knees. He has palsy. He has feeble knees. The commentators say it's a paralytic stroke. The other times it's palsy, palsy, palsy. But 12 and 12 of Hebrews, feeble knees is the same word. He was loosed in his joints. He did not have strength in his legs. He could not stand. He did not have strong legs. He did not have <clears throat> strong steps. He was not steady. He was not stable. He was not strong in his walk. Notice the, how grievous the life of this crippled man. He is a man that has no standing. Something has happened to him that has crippled him. This was not congenital, the commentators say. He was not born this way. This is something that happened to him in life and it caused him to have this sense of unsteadiness and this unsteadiness in his walk and instability in his legs. And because of that, he was crippled. A lot of times in life, the things that happen to us are the things that cripple us. Oftentimes, it's things that we were not prepared for. And of course, this is a physical miracle. It's a literal miracle. I accept it as fact. But come here now. Not everybody in this room is dealing with unsteady legs. Not everybody in this room has loose joints. Mine are not limber enough. Amen. But nevertheless, amen, we're not dealing with perhaps a physical situation, but maybe something emotional, maybe something in your psyche, something in your mentality, in your the way that you process things. Things have happened, and because of that, you're not quite steady. Anybody going to help me while I preach? You see, there's things that happen that get us off the beam just a little bit. They somehow give us a bias, and because of that, we're pulled and turned in a certain way. And because things happen in our lives, we can't walk straight. Anybody in the room believe Jesus can help you get your walk back? Anybody believe Jesus can help you get your walk back? 
Amen. Do you feel loose in your knees? Are your feet unsteady? Amen. Is there something that causes you to tremble and shake? I want to preach to you. There's a man named Jesus. He won't let you down. I, I don't know when this happened to this man. You think he was uh, uh, maybe a young teen or, or maybe uh, a, a young married man. Maybe he had just begun a family. <coughs> something happened. Uh, something happened and because of the lack of blood flow, uh, he had a stroke. And that stroke damaged his nerves, is what the commentator said. And because of those damaged nerves and muscles, he's weak in his legs. He can't walk. He can't stand. And he carries that his whole life long. And many times in our own lives, we undergo things and we face things that it leaves its mark. It leaves its scar on us. And try though we may, we're affected in the present by what happened in the past. Anybody going to help me while I preach? Uh, Martin Lord Jones, great preacher of another day. <coughs> he, he met a man that had been having some emotional problems and physical problems for a long time, he said. And he asked him, said, well, exactly how long has this been going on? And he said, well, actually for decades. He said, when did it actually happen? He said, it happened when I was in the military and I was on a submarine and our submarine took a hit and we sank. And he said, you cannot imagine the trauma and the terror that we went through when our submarine went to the bottom. He said, and when we sunk to the bottom, he said, it was like a pain in my head and in my neck. And this had been many decades before. He's a very aged man now. <clears throat> he said, I've never been able to get rid of that pain that was in my head, the trauma in my mind the night that our submarine sunk. Martin Lloyd-Jones listened to him and he said, tell me that story again. He rehearsed it exactly like he told it the other time. And it ended with, I can't get away from that feeling I felt in my head the night that we sunk. Martin Lloyd-Jones said, tell me the story one more time. And he told it to him again. And when he ended the story by saying, I have that same trauma and pain in my head from the night we sunk. Martin Lloyd-Jones looked at that man and said, there's your problem. He said, every time you tell that story, you end of where the submarine sunk. He said, but it's obvious, sir, that submarine is not still sunk. You're here. You came out on top. You're alive today. And prayer and counsel delivered that man from something that had happened decades before. And I need to preach to someone. Amen. You may have been hit in life with a stroke they may have been something happened in your life that struck you down there may have been something that happened in your past that knocked you off your feet I got good news for you today Jesus came to put men back on their feet again I said Jesus came to put men back on their feet again does anybody feel like praising him I got my legs back I got my strength back uh, th this man, he had a disability that was obvious. I, I nicknamed him Shaky. Uh, 
he has a, a disability because of his shaky legs. He can't walk straight. It's something that was obvious to others. There's trauma and things that we can experience in life that we carry with us. Not only his disability that was obvious, but his dependence upon others. This guy was crippled. And he needed his legs back so he could walk straight. <clears throat> it is the will of God that you get your feet under you and you learn how a step at a time to gain what you've lost. A step at a time to gain what is lost. I'm trying to look at this spiritually and make an application to your experience and your life that no matter what you have had happen to you, that when it's church time, I'm going to church. Amen. Nobody's going to have to say, are you going to church? Nobody's going to have to wonder, are you going to church? Disclaimer, disclaimer. You have to make disclaimers. To all of you out in Radio Land, disclaimer. To all of you at Landmark, disclaimer. There are times we are sick, we can't come. There are times we have to work, we can't come. There are times that things are unforeseen and unfortunate. We, we just can't come. There's been times I was sick as a pastor and I couldn't come, but I got paid anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, there's been times I just couldn't come. And so having said that, we all know there are times when we can't. But what I'm saying is, I want something in me that God will give me the wherewithal and the strength and the fortitude and the desire and the hunger and the craving. Amen. That when it's church time, ain't nobody got to care me come on here now ain't nobody gotta tote me I'm going because I want to go I don't know about you but I woke up for daylight this morning and something in my sanctified soul said it's Sunday I'm going to church I'm gonna worship I'm gonna praise I'm gonna magnify I'm gonna get my praise on how about you I said Jesus I put strength in your steps and you'll want to be in his presence I believe I'd magnify him today Come now, how grievous the life of this cripple. How gracious, how gracious the love of Christ. Now there was difficulty on the way of the sinner. There was the crowd and then the buildings full. But somebody had shingle ripping faith tore the roof off and let him down. It's the devil's job to get in your way so that you can't get to Jesus. There's always things that hinder, things that get in your way. Uh, Brother Clarence and Sister Vivian 
Oh, remember Brother Robbie Bosarge, AJ and Sheila. Y'all, do you need Robbie? Ken Folk? Yeah. Got to be careful the way I talk. Thank you, Brother. <laughs> brother Robbie, I heard him tell about the night that he prayed. And uh, he, uh, he could have been an archbishop. You know me, I'm an archbishop. You got it? You'll figure it out later. Hey, man, anyway, when brother, uh, brother Robbie stood up, conviction on his heart, and the preacher man saying, you need to come to the altar, you need to come pray. When Brother Robbie stood up, his stomach as big as it was, protruding, the button of his shirt hung in the lady's hairnet that was sitting in front of him. He's like, oh my, what do I do? He's trembling under conviction. Hands are shaking. He can't get his button out of that lady's hairnet. And he told it to be true. He said, when I went to the altar, I took hairnet and all. Amen. Well, I want to tell you, amen, if something gets in your way, come on to Jesus. Oh, come on here now. This man has got to get where Jesus is. He's got to get in the presence of the Lord. He's done been let down enough. Hey, haven't you tried everything else? Why don't you try Jesus? He's a wonder-working man. He's a dead man-raiser. He's a blind eye-opener. He's a leper-cleanser. Amen. He heals deaf ears. He walks on water. There ain't nothing he can't do. Why don't you try him? You've been let down enough. Why don't you try Jesus? Would somebody shout amen? Hallelujah. Now listen. How gracious the love of Christ. I don't want you to center on the difficulty. On the way of the center. But I want you to think about the directness of the words of the Savior. Jesus looks at this man with palsy, with shaky legs, crippled, and dependent on others. There's not a word of introduction. There's not a word of congeniality. But it's words of grace. Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Come here now. It's always grace when Christ deals with our sins. There's an old message that I might would preach sometimes to you. Entitled, Restitution is the Prerequisite of Restoration. Simply said, there must be an acknowledgement of sin before sin can be forgiven. And Jesus comes straight to the point and deals with this man about what's more important than weak knees. And that is an unclean heart. And it's always grace when God deals with our sins. 
They must be acknowledged. You must admit. You must confess. Amen, Brother Seth. You preaching right? Tell me, preacher. We want to try to sweep it under the rug. And I told the church years ago, nobody would listen. I said, the reason we got people stumbling, we're stumbling over what's been swept under the rug. Amen. And you just wait, the longer the world stands, it's going to come out what's under the rug. You can hide things. You can put it in the corner. You can shut the closet door and lock it and say, it won't ever be found. Sin always outs. Sin always outs. You can cover it up and try to veneer it and whitewash it and label it something else. But sin is still damning. Sin is still black. And sin will still take you to hell. Amen. The only cure for sin is, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Notice how personal that is. Not your neighbor's sin. Not your brother's sin. Not your sister. Thy sins. I need him to forgive my sin. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me. That's the only way that sin can be dealt with. And sin must be forgiven. And such is the grace of Christ that deals with us in particular and personally about our sin. It's easy to point out somebody else's sin. <clears throat> it's easy to critique and criticize everyone else. When you point a finger, how many you got pointing back? Preaching better than you're saying amen. Remember those soldiers that were on review? And that Marine sergeant walking down through there? Reviewing them soldiers? All of a sudden he stops in front of one soldier. And just to shake him up, he screams, Soldier! Button that collar! Whereupon the soldier fearfully and with trembling hands reaches up and buttons the collar of that marine sergeant that had forgotten to button his collar. <laughs> I'm trying to get us to the place that I can hear the church say with me, it's not my brother and it's not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord. <laughs> Standing in the need of prayer. This is a lame man's last letdown. How grievous the life of this cripple. How gracious the love of Christ. And now, how glorious the Lord that changed. Notice that for Jesus, there was nothing too hard. He perceived. He had that intuitive knowingness. He knew exactly what those Pharisees were thinking. So he said, weather is easy. I'm so glad there's nothing 
too hard for God. You see, in truth, beloved, we make it too hard. It's never too hard for Him. So he said, uh, multiple choice. You, you can pick of the two. Whether is easier. Which one do you want me to do? You want me to forgive sin or you want me to give him his legs back? And they're thinking, well, only God can forgive sin. Exactly. <laughs> the thing that this story does, it proves the deity of Jesus Christ. And little do these Pharisees know that that man's fixing to walk. And when that man walks, he's fixing to prove to everybody that Jesus can do exactly what he said he can do. When Jesus gives that man his legs back, amen, and that bed that he's been on is now on his back. You understand, he come in the room with his back on the bed, but he's fixing to leave with the bed on his back and he's going to walk to his house and it's going to prove to everybody that Jesus can do exactly what he said he could do and first of all he can forgive sin and not only can he forgive sin he can put a man back on his feet again I want to tell you by our walk we're a testimony that Jesus is the son of God Jesus is the son of God see that work of pardon that emancipated him he freed him before he ever got off of his bed. He freed him from sin. And there's a lot of people walking up and down the street today. They're in bondage. There's a lot of people walking up and down the aisles of the churches today. But they're fettered and shackled and chained and harnessed by habits, by sins, by weights and fetters. But Jesus... He done a work of pardon, and he said, thy sins are forgiven. In, in, our, in our term, we're, we'll just simply say, I'll forget it. Just, just forget it. Now, there are some attributes that are applied to God and characteristics of God that we say, humanly speaking, because that's our only way to describe him. But when we say God forgets our sins... It seems like it's a contradiction because God, He don't forget anything. He knows everything. He knows all that He wishes to know. Well, then, if God is omniscient and He knows everything, He knows everything I've ever done, everything I'm doing, and everything I'm going to do, how can God forget? It just simply means He chooses to not hold it against us. <laughs> Amen. That's what it means. When he cast our sins in the seat of forgetfulness, God put that in that bank of no blame. And he says, I'm not going to hold that against them anymore. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad we serve that kind of God? Oh, aren't you glad we serve that kind of Savior? That work of pardon emancipated him. And then that word of power elevated him. Jesus said that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of palsy, rise up and walk. Note there that Jesus hath power on earth to forgive sin. I heard him say, all power is given unto me. How much power is all power? 
more power than the squadrons of the skies more power than the navy fleets on the seas more power than nuclear power more power than electrical power more power than any power he's got all power amen he's got the sin forgiving power he's got lame man healing power he can put you back on your feet again he can make a lame man walk hey have you been let down again and again Jesus I'll never let you down I said Jesus I'll never let you down stand with me all over the house your heads are bowed now father I thank you for this congregation I thank you for this group of people For that young man, that young woman, for that adult, a boy or girl, someone that is crippled by their past, someone that is lame because of their yesteryears, and their experience is shaky. And they just can't seem to get past their past. And they've been let down again and again. Lift them up here today. May the words of challenge that have went forth this morning give strength to some feeble knees. that person that's crippled Lord by things that they've went through give them stable legs give them strength today your heads are bowed it's been my sincere prayer <laughs> to help you this morning church brother Chad there's been some things happen by God's grace I'm going to get up and I'm going to leave it behind if you need to pray about that I want you to come and get in this altar this morning anybody want to step out before I make a general altar call I feel like I, I need to just mark a spot this is the Sunday this is the day I'm going to put that behind me I believe Jesus is going to put strength in my walk. <laughs> Would you pray with me, church? Let's just worship the Lord while God speaks to hearts. God bless you. God bless you. Someone else? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. God.
Jesus, just one time.